I think if, if, if I can give any advice to anybody out there to really tap into your, your inner warrior, your, your warrior archetype, is don't be afraid to be you. Yeah. Like just don't, yeah, don't give a fuck what people think. Yeah. If you want to go and pursue that dream that you've put on hold for so long but you're worried what your family's going to think or you're worried what your partner's going to think or what, what society's, what your neighbours are going to think, yeah. fuck everybody. Mm. Go and do the thing that your heart desires mm. and how can you truly know what it is unless you actually shut out the noise from everybody else, everyone else's dialogue, everyone else's opinion. Take a step back and go inwards and listen. Sit in solitude. Enjoy the, the space within yourself. Become your own best friend. Welcome to the Sensuality Empowerment Show. I am your host, Sharon Hoffman. I have the absolute pleasure to use this platform as an opportunity to connect with guests from all over the world to discuss and share all my favorite topics related to love, sex, relationships, spirituality, and so much more. I want you to feel empowered, excited, and encouraged with the conversations I have so nothing is off limits. Get yourself comfy and ready for another heartfelt or juicy episode. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another raw, heartfelt, and incredibly inspiring episode. Today's guest is a very special guest, someone who I have the pleasure to call one of my besties, someone I absolutely adore and love. I have never known anyone to love as deeply and passionately as this woman does. She has one of the biggest hearts on this planet and she's not afraid to use it. So there is absolutely no surprise that this woman leads the way when it comes to living life authentically by speaking her truth and encouraging others to live life in their full expression. Layla understands that one of her purposes in life is supporting and inspiring people to step into their warrior archetype and she shares her process around this. You are going to love this discussion. We pack so much in this conversation. I may have to do a part two. There is no holding back when it comes to sharing her personal journey of heartache and overcoming and healing domestic violence. Layla put her Masters of Psychotherapy and Counseling on hold during humanity's most challenging times of the 21st century, only to find herself creating a new version of herself. And in this new version, she became the support anchor of many people in Australia. With a fierce heart to protect and be an upstanding fighter for truth and freedom, Layla took it upon herself to lead thousands of people during the pandemic to mental, emotional and spiritual safety. Now, post-pandemic, Layla understands the depths of the dark night of the soul, which she helped people to face and conquer, as well as help them to remove anxiety and depression as a label. 
helping them understand these things as stagnant energy and to guide them into unlocking their gifts of service and helping them live happier and more balanced lives. Layla is also very passionate about children's mental health especially post-pandemic where we have seen 70% in cyberbullying thanks to lockdowns and a 30% increase in bullying at school. She is a facilitator of a not-for-profit organization called Bully Zero where she teaches primary and high school students about bullying. Layla's style is raw, unapologetic, authentic, transparent and no bullshit. There is so much to this woman and after listening to this episode, you will understand why this peaceful warrior is a big part of many people's life, me included. So without further ado, here is my warrior friend. Beautiful woman, hello. Hey, my beautiful girl. How are you, Sharon? I'm good. I'm good. You know, this is the first time that I actually have interviewed one of my best friends. (laughs) Um, I haven't even interviewed Will yet. um, And he keeps um, asking me, when are we doing our interview? Or when are we doing our group group podcast interviewed? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, soon, soon. Um, But you bet him to it. I think I think that doing a, a group podcast works well once you've done the rounds with all of your best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Sorry, so too. Oh, actually, I've had Tash. I've interviewed Tash, uh, yeah. one of my other dearest friends as well. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. uh, I, I, yeah, I forgot about Tash. <laughs> but this has been a long time in the making, um, and I feel now more than ever this is the perfect time to sit down with you like this uh, and really just get out your message that you want to get across to my listeners. Uh, and I, I know there's so many different kind of angles and paths that we can go down, um, but I'm really going to keep it to a theme today because I think it's really relevant and it's what people need right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and that is, you know, how you're branding yourself in the market and how you Mm -hmm. are branding yourself as, you know, Layla. And that is alchemy of the warrior, which I so fucking love. So tell me, (laughs) what does that represent to you? What does that mean? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much. Uh, it's an honor to be on this platform with you. I've, I've listened to quite a few of your interviews and you've had some really inspiring guests on your show. So to, to be on the platform and match up to them is, is beautiful. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a long time coming, I guess, because this is, uh, this kind of interview is really, as it is a very personal one. And your friendship with mine has been a personal journey and mm-hmm. you definitely take your time to get to know somebody. And I, through, through that, uh, I've, I've observed some beautiful things about patience and, you know, not diving quickly into things just because they're sparkly you know, to really assess the value of somebody and, and how that uh, they fit your life, your life's purpose mm. and your life's values. So, you know, we've t- both taken our time to really understand each other t- in such a mature way and uh, and I respect that so much because it's been uh, a very new thing for me. I've, I've always been that person that's really uh, dived d- straight into friendships and relationships and jobs and you name it, just, just blindly go in. Um, 
and uh, over the last couple of years especially I've learned so many new lessons in my life uh, about really stepping into my power and not just by diving right into things for myself but really to dive into things for others mm. and being service like truly being of service for others now the reason why I came up with the name Alchemy of the Warrior, <laughs> funnily enough, is because bloody Instagram banned me off Instagram, uh, off their platform because of my truth speaking. Mm. So I can't use my actual full name in my IG handle. Um, well, I couldn't for the first few months of having this Instagram name because uh, I needed to stay under the radar. But then I, I'm actually glad that I've uh, grown accustomed and, and grown fond of this name because it really resonates with me. So alchemy, we all, well, majority of us would know is the transformation. It's a process of transformation from lead to gold. And when I think about it on a, um, a human, a deep human uh, psychological, spiritual level, the last two years especially have really shown us um, how we've all been forced to really step into our most authentic self. Some of us really were challenged with that. Um, and that's where I was able to step in and, and help people really deal with uh, confronting their shadows and dealing with their depressions and anxieties and their lockdowns and just all of these unlawful measures that were placed upon us uh, globally. But, you know, as you know, here in Melbourne, we, we took the worst hit. Mm. Uh, so the warrior... So, okay, I was labelled warrior by everybody else. So as, you, as you're aware, I played a very big role in the freedom community. I don't like to use the word movement because there's such a political energy to that and it separates the humanistic side of unity within a community when you're referring to the community as a movement. In the beginning, I, I was referring to it as a movement because that's what I under, understood it to be. But then slowly, especially I remember one time when I asked you to come to, to one of the protests with me and you said, I can't be there because they really fire up my nervous system. Mm. And I didn't understand it at the time. And I understand it now. I understand it now because the energy of a movement can really be quite triggering and negative uh, when you're constantly in battle, constantly in a fight a physical fight. And over the last two years, I really observed how the protests here in Melbourne weren't being heard by the people that we wanted to listen to us. Mm. And so I moved away from the energy of that more into a community-based energy and more so recently moved into um, the focus of healing. And, and I'm, I'm not talking about healing from a spiritual sense of, you know, the, uh, the, the breath work and the meditations and all of the, the stuff that the beautiful spiritual gurus do, uh, like our beautiful sister Tash and what you do as well. So you guys come from a very spiritual point. From me, uh, from my point, it's being able to help the community understand their triggers Mm. understand their anxieties their depressions their shadows even so the the community actually labeled me a warrior because they saw me as somebody really strong and, and fighting for them for their freedom for the children for our rights which I absolutely 100% am fully embodying 
that kind of warrior of how they yeah. perceive me. Mm. So I'm happy to wear that hat. But, yeah. well, sorry, I shouldn't say but. I'm going to say and. <laughs> I'm going to be very conscious with my yeah. language. Because otherwise, by using the word but, it's cancelling out what I'm about to say next. So yes. I'm going to say and. I'm happy to, to wear the hat and to uh, really embody this new understanding of a warrior, the, the one that's able to be resilient through every kind of challenge that comes my way or to the, to the direction of our community. Mm. So alchemy of the warrior was birthed out of uh, this fight for freedom. And this fight, not just for freedom in, you know, in, in, the, in the legal sense, out in the world, but freedom of our spirit, freedom of our choices, freedom of being our authentic self. Mm. I guess with all these rules and mandates that were placed upon us, people didn't know how to be anymore with, uh, with each other. Like, oh, my gosh, do I, can I hug you? Can I stand close to you? Can mm. I talk? Can I dance with you? For fuck's mm. sake. Yeah. Yes, you can. Come here, I'll give you a hug. Absolutely, I'm going to give you a kiss. Yes, we're going to sweat and dance with each other. But more importantly, um, it, it's, uh, it was really about understanding who you want to be in the world now that you've discovered who you are. And there was a process. People had mm. to go through a process. Sorry, that was a very long-winded answer. No, well, I was, I was going to... Um say before you went into that and I and I forgot to say is I mean there's so many things I love about you Layla and you know you holding that title uh the warrior is is very in resonance of your spirit and your soul mm -hmm. and also what you have experienced as a as a feminine Mm -hmm. um, and whether we take, we, this might be another podcast that we have to do. Yeah, yeah. But that's one of the things why I love you so much is that you mm -hmm. are someone who um, you're not afraid to speak your truth. And that is very triggering for some people. Um, mm -hmm. For people like myself, it's very yeah. welcomed, obviously, yeah. um, because you are one there. You you are someone who is quite willing to stand forward and speak the truth of yourself and other people, the community to, to really come together and fight for for everyone. And that is a very brave thing to do. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah. uh, just on that. Um, you are a truth leader. You're a truth leader, yeah. a truth speaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and I'm not afraid. You're, you're absolutely right. I'm not. I'm not afraid to because I'm not afraid of people's opinions because I understand that their opinions don't shape me. I'm, I've already life has shaped me, yeah. and I've made the conscious choices of how I move forward with the way I want to stand in my truth. And the people that have. Uh, resonated with my with my truth are the people that value my truth and are in my life today and yeah. those people that don't value my truth um, are the people that are not confident and strong within themselves mm. so they can't handle the truth can you handle the truth <laughs> <laughs> well, when, I, when, handle the truth. when I met you uh, a few years ago 
you were a very different woman to what you mm-hmm. are now. Um, and, I, yeah. and I'm sure I am too, to you. We have both evolved in such a, uh, a beautiful way. Um, oh, and like, yes. you, like you touched on, it's just been such a, I don't know, it's been such a, a I don't know, like it's been a slow but nourishing kind of yeah. connection that you and I have developed. Beautiful. But you are mm. one of my fucking sisters. You know, I adore <laughs> you, I love you. I can't even imagine not having you in my life. Ah. And for the listeners that don't know, because, yeah. you know, I do share on social media some of the pics of you and I, yeah. things that we do together as sisters, yeah. you, me and Tash. Um, yes. We call ourselves the you know trionies for those that don't know. <laughs> there's, there's three of us. And explain that. Explain that. What trioni means? Uh, so, oh well, how did it come about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can. Um, there you go. Oh well, okay. So I think we were doing. Uh, it was one night we did um, mushrooms. Yes. Been on a psychedelic yes. journey together and it was one of the best journeys I have <laughs> ever been on with my sisters. Yeah. And yeah. the stuff that just came out of our mouth, I don't know where it came how we downloaded it, but it was just <laughs> it was some gems and one of the gems that came out of it was that us three instead of that you know how yonis being um, pussy or vagina however you want to say it um the tree yonis was that's how it all came about but you had to be there i mean that's yes that's how it was born oh my god that was magic among so many other things when we have um gone to the under underground or the 5d world yeah, I love those journeys yeah. with you girls. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Now I digress. What were we up to? <laughs> I was saying about how different, how different I was. Uh, oh yes! Years. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing. What another thing? There's so many things I love about you. But another thing I love about you is that you have so many purposes. Mm. Not just one purpose. There's many mm. purposes to Layla. Um, and when I first met you, you were the the corporate goddess, uh, and you know, you were very much, um, you know, doing your spiritual work as well on the side, but you know, from, you know, two years ago to now, who was Layla now? Well, okay. So when I first met you, it was when I first broke up with my cheating, lying ex, um, and uh, it devastated me because I gave yeah. I gave that relationship my all at an age where I believed I was making conscious choices. But I'm grateful that I was able to be conscious enough that that wasn't the right relationship for me. But you and I met at at a time where um, that that was at the very end of that relationship. You met him that one time, and then that was it. Mm. And then I went through a bit of a journey of healing, and I realized I thought to myself. I can't allow myself to have a narcissist in my life again. Mm. So it's not about the the wrong guy. It's about who I am. So there must be something deeper within me that needs some healing for me to feel like I need to be that people pleaser and that person that's serving a man constantly. Don't get me wrong. I love that part of a relationship. I love it. Like I, I, I love being of service full stop to everybody, but particularly in a relationship. And I, but however, I lose myself in a relationship. Mm. And, uh, when, and so being the age of 44 at the time when I met him, um, 
I uh, felt that I was mature enough to not lose myself. Thankfully, it was only a two-month healing period instead of a whole year because I'd been through that journey before. So I was conscious enough to understand that there were elements about me that I needed to allow to uh, lead the way more than what was leading the way before. So what was leading the way before in my life was more the masculine. And when I say masculine, it's not so much a tomboyish element about me, although I have been a tomboy most of my life. However, this is more about the energy. And I learned more about that feminine energy through both you and Tash, specifically you and Tash, this graceful goddess, divine feminine. So I, I've heard those terms before, but I, I couldn't relate. And I understood that it was very important for me to dig deep and understand the true meaning of the alpha feminine, the, the mm -hmm. divine goddess feminine, and to allow myself to step into that energy without feeling like it's not me, but allow myself to bring in, to bring out that part of me that is that. Yeah. So, because we all have it. Yes. We all have it. You can't just yeah. say, no, no, that's not me. We yeah. all have it. And I learned to, uh, uh, I guess, embody that a little bit more. Mm. I'm still that tomboyish girl today. However, I do believe that I've learned to soften myself a little bit more. And in softening, it's not that I speak more gentle or I'm more loving and more kind. I found that the softening part for me has, has been in the way that I've approached situations and I've learned how to listen better. And I've learned how to connect dots better and not jump mm. to conclusions and play any kind of blame game. Yeah. But really take on the nurturing of the situation and understand how that can benefit me as well as others around me. And then take that learning lesson and, how, and, and, and understand how I can be of service to others by using my life experiences to nurture others through the lessons. Yeah. And it's since I did that, that things really, really started to open up for me. And I felt like, yeah, this is, I am truly in the best element of my life. I am truly feeling uh, the true definition of being and feeling empowered and more so than empowered, feeling inspired. So mm. I've learned how to inspire others. I, I don't like to say I, I want to empower others. Yeah. Even though that's how they, others see me, I, I've got to be very conscious of using those words mm -hmm. because otherwise if you use the words in that way, it, it's almost, I guess, assuming that you're godlike. Yeah. You're a god. I empower you. Mm. No, I can provide you with the knowledge to help you empower yourself. Yeah. So I'm now so conscious. Even though some people may feel that that's what they meant, but they shortcut what they meant and say, ah, oh, I empower you. I can help mm -hmm. empower you. Mm. It's not, I don't, I don't want to be in that energy. I don't want to be in that light. I want yeah. to be seen as an equal to somebody, just somebody that holds the knowledge of how to help you be your best self too. Mm. And let's and talk about, let's that, talk about that. that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's go. So let's, let's talk about that. that. So, you know, a lot of the work that you do is, helping and supporting people to step into that warrior mindset 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I think of that, like that warrior mind step, you know, for me personally in my journey, um, that has been my bloody long life journey of, you know, really having to offer that compassion and that love to a lot of my past trauma that I've experienced um, and perhaps not let those negative limiting beliefs get in the way of thriving in my life. And I know, you know, from how you are with even myself and your friends and people around you in the community, you really take yeah. people under that fucking big wing of yours. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking huge. And you it do, is. and you just wrap that wings, you know, you offer your love and your light in such a nourishing, nurturing way. But it is very inspiring because I won't use empowering. Um, yeah. It is very inspiring. <laughs> but it's, it's very like, you, you know, you're very like, no bullshit. Come on. Like you're really yeah, able to get through people very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, it's interesting you say that because I was doing my master's in psychotherapy and counselling and because of the mandates, these bullshit fucking stupid mandates saying you have to be jabbed to learn from behind a computer screen, yeah. um, that, that pissed me off. And I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not taking a jab for anybody, not even for my career. So I, I put a hold on that and I thought when they wake up to their senses yeah. and remove these mandates, I'll go back to it. But then I ask myself, do I really want to go back to such an archaic, old-school patriarchal indoctrinated bullshit curriculum which was designed by old white french anglo-saxon men back in the early 1900s do i really want that Mm. fuck no because i've learned that those modules that we were learning uh through in terms of how to counsel people very scripted very boxed in and very connected to all the government systems and I just thought no everything in my soul was saying Layla no Mm. this is not the right way the new way is using your intuition connecting with people's emotions and talking to them you Mm. don't just sit there and repeat a word that they said and say oh okay well tell us about that let's go into your past let's talk about your childhood oh tell me more about trauma mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know and how does that make you feel no nah, fuck that shit let's get real let's go deep and let's have a conversation let me trigger you mm. because i need to see where your fucking shadows are because those shadows know that i'm coming for them and there's no hiding from me so when I talk to people, I am going to strip away the very masks that they have put on consciously and subconsciously. Mm. And I see through it all. It's, it's, it's very interesting because sometimes I've been able to jump on the phone with people I don't even know. I've never even met them, but they're distraught like hell. And they've had years of counseling and they've had, they've had the same counselor give them all these programs and you know, keep they keep coming back and they keep them hooked in. Mm. But these people think that they need counselling. They think they need it. What they just needed is some guidance into how to dig into their authentic self. And I have a real conversation with them and I strip away all their bullshit, all the excuses that they make up, all of the lies they tell themselves and make them see how they have betrayed their own self by telling themselves the lies that they've believed. 
Because as you know, like everything that you experience is an event, but how you interpret it is what determines your emotions around that event. So I believe that, you know, people can be inspired when you help them activate their creative self and help them realize that there is, uh, that each person has a gift and once they start working with that craft or with that gift, whatever it could, you could be an amazing florist. You know, you, you might be able to really do like magical work with arranging uh, flowers, or maybe you're just so good at cooking, or maybe you're just an amazing teacher, but you're stuck in this bloody nine to five job doing something you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. And because you're not enjoying it, it's causing you anxiety. Yeah. It's causing you depression. So mm-hmm. I then help people to understand the true meaning of anxiety and depression yeah. as labels that they are not really the anxious or depressed person. They're just not working with what their soul desires. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, I, I help people to... Uh, be aware of these things very, very quickly. Matter of fact, one woman I was on the phone with within 45 minutes, 45 minutes is all it took to change her life, to realize like she was suicidal. She'd had so many years of counseling. She was doing, she was so desperately hanging on to a job at Coles in the country town, but because she's not jabbed, they wouldn't let her. I remember that story. Mm. Yeah, remember? Yeah, I do. And within 45 minutes, this woman was like, oh my God, I don't even know why I was so worried about that job. Okay, I'm I'm so good. I love cleaning. I love cleaning people. I love decorating, interior decorating, and I love, you know, cleaning people's houses. And then we started talking about all these beautiful creative little things that she can add on to be of service mm-hmm. to others. Then she create within 24 hours, she sent me her business plan and I said, mm-hmm. "Good, ready, set, go." Go Amazing. do it. And she's doing it now. Yeah. And she's never gone back to her counselor. She stopped taking her medications and she's happy. Yeah. Now, happy, you know, that's another, that's another topic as well, happiness. Um, so I, I, I want to touch on, on that as well uh, towards you know, some, some stage in this, in this um, conversation. I don't want to call it an interview, but it's a conversation because um, that's what we all need to start having more of, conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I really love helping people be ignited. Do you remember that cartoon at the, at the adult movie that we watched, the animated movie that we watched called Soul? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the Disney movie. Oh my God. That, I've watched that five times and that movie really, if anyone, all, all to all of your listeners, please go and watch yes. Soul. It, it is hands down one of the best animated movies you'll ever watch and all the messaging in that to truly wake up your, the, your soul and understand why your, your soul can sit mm-hmm. in a dark place. It's, yeah. it's magical. And you, did, and, you, and you touched on that too, like you yeah. were able to help her see that perhaps yeah. it wasn't about the job where, yeah. why she was depressed and down and yeah. maybe it's because she actually wasn't being of service so she wasn't really yeah. feeling fulfilled and you yeah. touched on that earlier in the beginning of this conversation as mm-hmm. well um mm-hmm. that you know a big part of your inspiration towards people is actually helping them understand what oh you're great at it you're a great example of being of service to the community oh, thank you. um thank you. yeah and we'll, we'll touch on that too um I really want to talk about, you know, some of the work that you're doing because, oh, my God, you're making such an impact. And this all comes around to, you know, feeling 
inspired and the warrior yeah. within and it all starts from children. Yeah. Children. Yeah. This is the work that it you're does. doing, working with children, yeah. making a huge impact in the community, oh, educating children right now oh, around bullying. Yeah, so I do, I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually an advocate and a facilitator for Bully Zero. Bully Zero was uh, created about 10 years ago because the founder's son uh, committed suicide uh, because of bullying, physical and cyber bullying. Mm. Uh, he was 17 when he uh, took his life and he jumped off the Westgate Bridge, sadly. There were no laws around at the time and... Um, there, there are laws now in place. So my job with that is to go to all the schools, uh, primary school, I, I, so I teach all the way up from prep to grade six and then from year seven all the way up to year 12. And I teach them in a very raw street style. Well, I don't do, I don't go street on the prep. <laughs> I'm, I'm very gentle, very soft, very caring and nurturing with the preps to grade two. Grade three and four, not so much. That's where they start to be smart asses. So yeah. I, I start to talk to them. I don't drop any swear words or anything. I'm always very mindful of my language around children. But um, I am uh, very, um, I'm very real and raw with the children from grade three, four up. When I get to the years seven, eight, nine, and ten, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely go straight on them. Sometimes, you know, some of the kids that I can tell who the bully is in the room yeah. or the bully yeah. they are. And when I, when I see them smirking or giggling at stuff that I'm saying, I, I always pull them up uh, in front of everybody. I always pull them up. I say, what, you think this is funny, do you? What's so funny about bullying? Let's talk about that. I, I want to understand why you're giggling. And the, the whole room goes quiet like, ooh. You know, because these kids don't understand the impact. And I say, you know, especially when I use the words emotional damage, you know, because there's this stupid meme going around at the, mo at the moment with this Asian um, uh, guy going emotional damage, you know, and it's added to some funny videos that they're mocking emotional damage. And so when I use the words emotional damage, it always, I'm always going to get the class clown saying something, copying it, mimicking, joking. I say, right, you think that's funny, do you? What's so funny about suicide? Mm. And then they, they, they in the in the moment in the very moment that I say that they're like uh, uh, they don't know how to get themselves out of that situation. Yeah. Um, and then I, I say you you understand that suicide is a result of emotional damage, so don't ever laugh at that ever again because mm -hmm. the moment you do that just shows your lack of empathy towards the people that are struggling that mm -hmm. cannot deal with their damaged emotions and they. They, they keep their mouths shut for the rest mm. of the session. And the teachers always come up to me at the very end. They say, thank you so much. We have been trying for so long to get these kids to understand the seriousness of bullying. And we've, we've got such amazing feedback from the, the schools. Like a week or two later, they tell us that the bullying has dramatically dropped. Oh. And... You know, Victorian schools especially, the, the bullying has increased by 30% thanks to Dad, Dick, Dickhead Dan Andrews. Fuckwit <laughs> yeah. Dan Andrews. Thanks to him, the lockdowns have caused so much mental health issues. Mm. And in kids especially, 30%, so two in every five kids is suffering from bullying. 
they're getting pulled out of school, they're having to change schools, they're trying to commit suicide, they're self-harming. Some of them have successfully committed suicide. Yeah. It's very real. So anyway, um, I talked to them about uh, the bullying. I talked to them about, well, the year 10, 11 and 12, I then have an introductory program to workplace bullying. So, you know, I, I help them understand, especially year 12s, well, the year 12s, I say, hey, you, you guys may be the oldest in the school here, but you're the fresh meat in the next place you go to. And they're like, oh, damn, we never <laughs> think of that. So, yeah, yeah I, I give them a really big reality check, especially when I talk to them about the punishment, the consequences. I talk to them about how, how I've gone to um, Parkville College, uh, the juvenile detention centre, and spoken to the kids there. And I tell them, you, don't, you fucking don't want to be in that place with those kids. You guys are good kids. You just... You just you don't know how to deal with your own insecurities and your own issues that you're projecting onto others, you know. Yeah. So this is what bullying is. So anyway, we we deal with that in such a good way. But on top of that, and I should say not I shouldn't say but, and on top of that, we have other programs through Bully Zero, which I absolutely love delivering, and it's got to do with resilience. Mm. So we teach the kids about resilience and how, but we relate it to the bullying and how resilience comes out of adversities. So now I'm going to also help them write a program about purpose because you can't just stop at resilience. What do you do with resilience? You've got to continue on with the next part of that process of growth, which is purpose. And from purpose, then you, once you understand purpose, that's when you can really truly be of service. Yeah. And see, it all starts from when you are at school. I wish that we had educators like yourself coming in to teach me around, you know, all this stuff. Uh, This would have definitely fast track, short tracked everything in my life. But hey, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't go through all that adversity. (laughs) You know what makes me wonder sometimes the people that I love, my absolute best friends, it makes me wonder. Who would you be today if you didn't mm. go through those adversities? And would you be yeah. my friend? Mm. Would you be in my circle? Yeah. I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't really get along well with people that haven't been challenged. You know, people have been uh, spoon-fed all their lives and, you know, come from aristocratic backgrounds and, you know, think that the world is all, raised, uh, is, what do you call it, rainbows and unicorns and yeah. people that have not had problems. Mm. I think there's, there's, there's something very, very, very special about people that have truly gone through trauma and problems and challenges. And this is something that I share with the kids. I say to them, all of you kids, there's two, of you, the two very special groups in this class. There's ones that have been bullied and then there is the bully. Yeah. The bully is going through their own challenges and you're projecting your bullying shit onto others. Yeah. But you will normally be the ones, once you are aware of your behaviour, you'll stop the behaviour and then you'll become the protector and you'll then bully the bullies <laughs> that are bullying other kids. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, and then you've got the kids that have been bullied. Uh, they always, I guess, have this, this energy, this fire in them to say, fuck you all, I'm going to prove you all wrong. I am good at what I do. Just yeah. because I'm different. It doesn't mean that I can't do the things that you say I'm, I can't do. So, mm. you know, I give them examples of famous people that uh, have, have uh, been bullied as kids, you know, Justin Timberlake, Eminem, uh, Demi Lovato, Lady Gaga, um, Kate Winslow, all of these celebrities, um, Batman, who I forgot the name of the guy that plays the role of Batman, but they've all been bullied so, uh, severely as kids. It's actually very common. 
Well, there's so much shame, you know, associated to that as well. Yep. So when I when I'm speaking to these these kids, I I tell I tell I actually tell them I say you know what you're that if you've been bullied you don't realize it right now but that bullying that has been buried inside you is a stored energy that is going to be the thing that drives you that motivates you that pushes yeah. you that makes you resilient mm. more than anyone else in the room that is a bystander or hasn't been bullied. And then I speak, and then I speak to uh, the future version, the future self of both the kids that have been bullied and the bullies. I say that your future self is going to do this when you're older. You're going to come back to all the kids that you bullied, and you're going to apologize, and you're going to ask for forgiveness because from now till you grow to that point, there's going to be something that eats away inside mm, you. Yeah. Treating people, you know, once you become aware of it, you're going to hate that you did that. And some of the kids, you know, I deal with them and they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, you think that that's not going to happen. Let's get in touch in 20 years' time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I tell them, I, I don't know a single person, not one single person that is a grown-up that was a bully as a kid that hasn't gone back and apologised to everybody. Some, some of them are still looking for people today. Wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would love to know, Layla, um, you know, what have been some of your, well, I know, but perhaps the listeners would love to hear this, yeah. um, some of your key resources or tools that help, have helped you step into this mm-hmm. warrior, a feminine that mm-hmm. you are, um, this warrior um, spirit that you are. What, has, what mm-hmm. has helped you overcome some of the obstacles to really step into your, your light? Well, if we go back uh, a couple of, a few decades, actually, I'm 46 and a half now. And um, I guess my father planted the seeds for me when I was younger because my father was uh, my biggest role model. He, he's not alive today, but he was my role model. He, my father was uh, an ambassador for the Lebanese community in the country, not just Melbourne. He was also a political leader for a Lebanese political movement. Uh, uh, he was also a very, very su- successful, wealthy businessman. So I learned about money, politics, religion, science, spirituality, philosophy. I learned all about that from him. He was a man of the world. One thing about my father was that he was very proud, very strong, and would never back down for anybody. So he led by example, and he always used to tell me, you, need to, you must always stand up for what you believe in. If something's if if you if something goes against your beliefs, always stand your ground. I'll never forget that. That was one of my greatest gifts from my father. He was very very wealthy, but he died of, uh, financially uh, bankrupt. Mm. Um, but the the um, the seeds that he planted for me are priceless. You, you couldn't you couldn't even put a price on these. So um, I'm very grateful for those lessons. I, I, little did I know, though, as I grew older how those seeds that he planted for me would play out in my life. It's not, I didn't become this warrior because I read it in a book from an instruction manual. It does start at home. Parents play a very big role in not only the wisdom that they share verbally, but the lead role that they play as the hero for their children. Mm. Monkeys, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, yeah. And children don't listen to what their parents say. They watch what Mm. their parents do. 
And so for me, um, with my father, um, when I was younger, I, I because he, he was so invested in politics, I always said, I'll never get involved in politics. It's so boring and look at it. It takes my dad away from us, you know, spending so much time on all these useless political meetings. Um, so that was one. And then religion, I, I, I was also not a big fan of religion because I saw how it was causing wars. And then money, I saw how, because we were very wealthy, I saw how my father went bankrupt because mm. people ripped him off and lied to him. So I learned from my father's mistakes about these things. However, as I grew, these are the kind of things that challenged me too. And, and I had to stand up for myself against these things when people ripped me off. Mm. And each time I was experiencing some sort of adversity, I, I always ask myself this question, was I wired, was I born with this wiring or did I choose this wiring? Mm. I, 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 still, I still struggle with the answer to that because it's a great there's question. myself. And it is. There's myself and my three siblings. I have a sister who, is a, who has a similar wiring to me and then I have my two brothers. And just recently I read to my audience on Instagram the book by Dr. Nicole LaPera, How to Do the Work. There were some really, really amazing, deep uh, insights in that book that helped me to answer those questions. And uh, I began to learn through some of the gems that she shared in that book about healing. Some of the uh, my wiring was developed because of certain um, things that I witnessed in my family uh, with the way my dad would treat my mom mm -hmm. or, the, or, the, or the way my mom was towards my dad or the yeah. way my mom was towards us. We, we didn't grow up in an abusive family. Mm -hmm. Well, not physically anyway. Yeah. But after reading this book, I learned that there was some emotional abuse there. Yeah. Not towards me personally, but witnessing it. So when I like really deeply understood it, I, I, I learned that the, my siblings became the way they became because of emotional abuse towards them. So the love that, that they needed to nurture them, to help them grow into becoming the healthy men that they should have grown into, they missed that because my dad was too busy. And my mum, because she grew up in an environment that was cold and emotionless, she never knew how to express love other than through um, providing for us, you know, cooking and cleaning for us. And, but she showed love towards my cousins. She showed love towards the, my cousins who were older than us and other family members that she was able to experience joy with. But us as children, you know, when I look back now, it, it almost felt like we were a burden for her because there's only one year apart from all four of us mm. and four kids, you know, all one year apart is a big job for a mum. That's a responsibility. And so we had, we, it's a yeah. huge responsibility. So we also had a nanny, a live-in nanny, live it with us. And at sometimes it was two nannies. And even that, I guess, w wasn't enough because, you know, we were a handful. But having said all that, um, I, I learned to see that some of the things that were missing in all of our lives, which really comes down to love and attention, was missing. So. Uh, we we then in our adult life uh, went out to seek love in different ways, 
and uh, or maybe attention in different ways. And when I became aware of that, I stopped um, trying to put myself out there to self-validate or uh, self-express in ways that maybe triggered other women or, you know, mm. just maybe be too, too opinionated in a way that wasn't respectful. Mm. Um, but I, uh, so this, w w which comes back to the point of what I shared with you earlier about listening, that feminine part of me um, has learned that listening is such an amazing quality to have when somebody is sharing their heart and somebody is just wanting to vent yeah. and maybe they don't need guidance. Maybe they, or, or, or they don't be, want to be told what to do. They just want someone to hear them. Yes. And there's nurturing in that. There's love in that. So through, throughout my life experiences, to cut those experiences short, I didn't have any emotional or physical abuse. Um, maybe I was lacking in the kind of love that I should have needed um, which could have helped me choose better quality relationships, better quality men. Yeah. However, it was in my adult life that I experienced the, the, the big events through domestic violence, nasty, narcissistic uh, relationships, narcissistic friendships, um, uh, the, the challenges that I had as well with my brothers who were drug addicts, heroin and ice addicts. And it really, it really uh, challenged um, me in many, many ways having to force my mum to move overseas to keep her safe and away from my brothers, you know, that um, at a time where I was so conscious of quality time with my mum yeah. as my only living parent, it really broke my heart. But it also helped me grow even more resilient yeah. with regards to having to take care of myself. Yeah. So I then learned how to be... Um, totally relying on myself as well as the family I built around me, which is mm. you guys, my tribe, my yeah. soul tribe. Um, and this, for this time in my life, the soul tribe I chose in my 40s uh, was the best family I could ever have asked for. But they were also a reflection of me, yeah, my growth. Yeah. And I, I look back now and I realise you know, I wasn't conscious as I should have been. I wasn't mature as I should have been, which is why I had the wrong friendships, the wrong relationships. And um, so this really sh uh, played out for me how resilient, how mature, how strong I really was in the last two years, especially when everybody around me was yeah. crumbling. Not everybody. Oh. I mean, you guys were fine. I feel, I mean, going back to my question, you know, what have been some of the key, you know, resources mm. and tools for you? Like um, in the time that I have known you, I feel mm. that plant medicine has been incredibly instrumental yes. in your healing as well um, mm. and really just seeing you, I think, drop into your feminine on a, on a, on a, a new, con a different connection to your feminine, I feel. Oh. One hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up and reminding me. Yeah, and because yeah. I know the the well, I don't want to say the power, but I know the journey that I have been on with plant medicine, um, mm. and how healing it has been for me, uh, mm. and just clearing through so much shit very very quickly. Oh, uh, but so also, I want to say that for me personally, what has been real, you know, a big resource is actually aligning myself with authentic women like you and Tash, right, that have helped me <laughs> activate 
a certain inner child quality that I have for such a long time and you you girls see it all the time when you know when we're together we we activate each other (laughs) but the healing that happens from being ourselves right and just being authentic and raw there's no sugarcoating anything you know I I think you know, if that's one thing I could actually, you know, really encourage the listeners is just to mm. drop the armor, you know, just to yeah. drop, drop the armor, let go of the mask that you might have to wear. There's a time and place I understand for that because I work in the corporate space. So I understand you sometimes have to, you know, put on a, wear a certain hat to, you know, to come across to feel respected. But actually, end of the yeah. day, people respect you when you are in your authentic expression people love it even if you are being stupid or whatever you know if you've been in your vulnerability people love it oh my god absolutely and i love especially uh, watching your journey of bringing out your inner child yeah. i've loved being a witness to that <laughs> like just you un- unveil that, yeah. that side of you which is the real you like you yeah. are so fucking animated you are so funny you are so fun, so flexible, <laughs> flexible <laughs> legs. <laughs> you are so amazing. Like I'm surprised that you're not a famous actress because you are so talented and oh, I, like jaw dropping and like you have made us like you're so amazing in your childlike nature that at my face has been in pain from laughter from the things that you've said and done. Like, and I don't know if your other group of friends that um, you've had for most of your life, if they've seen this side of you, if they know this side of you, or if they've helped inspire to bring this side out in you because the people that you have in your life help bring out certain elements of you. Yeah. And I know that this is what Tasha and I bring out in you for sure. Absolutely. And that's why I love you girl so much oh, um, really? you know, there, are def- there are definitely other women in my life that also mm. you know help activate and I can be my true self with mm. um, but I think you know like in the last few years that had you know what we've been through what everyone mm. has been through has been really tough um, and that's helped me to probably look at some of the um, the reasons why I do hold myself back you know, yes. and, you know, yes. like you, you're happy to speak your truth and be that truth leader and seeker and speaker. Um, and that mm. suits you. But for me personally, mm. I would be a lot more reserved. As you mentioned earlier, mm. I just kind of hold back slightly. I'm the observer. And when I feel comfortable and ready, I will then step forward. Um, yeah. yeah, that's me. But, you know, like, I, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I've learned, I don't, I learned that about you. <laughs> well, sorry, I, don't sorry. I, don't, I don't hold back, right? People see me for all of me, but people yeah. see different elements of me. And what you see in me is very different, perhaps, to what other people might see in me. Well, one of the, one of, one of, there's two beautiful things that I've learned uh, uh, how to develop within me, thanks to you. And it's to do things in grace, to do things gracefully. And to be patient in, in observation, like to observe, to take a step back and, and be the observer. I've never been the observer. I've been the one putting out fires. I've been the one in the trenches. I've been the one doing the work. But I've never been the one to stand back and just observe first before you step in. Yeah. So I've really learned that from you and I'm so grateful to you for that. And you didn't even know that you would yeah. 
you were inspiring me with that. Mm. Um, and I remember one of the things that um, I, when, when the very first time we ever journeyed with Mushroom, I learned with, by witnessing all of us that were together at the time, our soul tribe, the Mushrooms really helped me to see your authentic self, all of you. I yes, saw all of yes. your souls, who you were. Yes. And I remember saying to you, you are this beautiful, graceful, seductive goddess. Like this, this, like almost like this seductress, like just a gorgeous, sexy, graceful, feminine woman. And, and I remember thinking, wow, she's so beautiful and so graceful. I remember my thoughts when I was looking at you in, when we were in that state, in that uh, flow of uh, journeying with the magic. Um, and I remember looking at Tash and I remember thinking, oh, my God, look at her. She's such a goddess. She's so powerful, like, like an oracle. Mm. And I remember looking at uh, Will and Darren and Diane and I'm like, wow, these guys, these boys are so powerful. Mm. And there was one more sister in there who's no longer in our lives, sadly, but I remember you know, she held this beautiful motherly energy, this yeah. graceful motherly uh, nurturing energy. And I remember seeing that. And mm. so for me to see all of this through the eyes of the, the, the mushrooms, the, the first time I ever did that, that was in, I think that was late January last year, right? right. Um, yeah, that was one of my tools that helped me to really remove any other layers that were there that I didn't know about. Because if you remember at the end of that session, I couldn't stop yawning and my eyes and just kept watering for two, three hours. And I remember you telling me this is part of the healing. Yeah, it's um, right. other cleansing. Other, yeah, very cleansing. And, you know, I remember ayahuasca eight years ago, my first session that I had with that, that was my first time ever exploring plant medicine. And I remember after experiencing the different dimensions, the different realms, the different realities mm. through ayahuasca, I isolated myself from humanity for about a year after that because yeah. I learned that I need to go inwards. I learned that there's so much power within me. And here I was constantly going to all these empowerment seminars and webinars and, you know, like just constantly trying to look for ways to improve and strengthen yeah. and and it wasn't out there oh, yeah it was in here it was within yeah. me so I thought oh my god okay I've got to shut off all the distraction turn off the tv turn off the radio turn off people's like don't take personal phone calls from people really focus and go within and I did and when I came out of that I, I was so sensitive to being around big crowds I, I struggled to be, I, I couldn't even go, to, I still can't go to big shopping centres and big crowds um, with that, that staggered energy, that broken energy. I can't be around it. Mm. I really value. It's not that I can't be. I didn't know I that. Not to be. Sorry? I didn't know that. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, so you know when the Westfield shopping centres get really packed out ridiculously with people that are, yeah. you know, shopping like crazy uh, <laughs> when there's a big sale on? There's no way in hell yeah, I will ever I. step foot when it's like that. I don't want to be around chaos. Yeah. I, I love might, I might Yes, I'm yes, you air, are. Airports drive me nuts. I can't, I really oh. struggle in airports. Yeah. 
So even though I have this warrior energy, I don't want to be around chaos yeah. and aggression. And that's why I no longer want to be at the protests anymore. They don't, they're not healing. Mm. They're not productive. They're not pr like giving us results. What gives results is actually intimate, close, raw, authentic connection, yeah. whether it's one-on-one -on -one or small groups, loving it. I get so much out of that. And uh, so I think if, if, if I can give any advice to anybody out there to really tap into your, your inner warrior, your, your warrior archetype, is don't be afraid to be you. Yeah. Like just don't. Yeah, don't give a fuck what people think. Yeah. If you want to go and pursue that dream that you've put on hold for so long, but you're worried what your family's going to think or you're worried what your partner's going to think or what, what society's or your neighbours are going to think, yeah. fuck everybody. Mm. Go and do the thing that your heart desires. Mm. And how can you truly know what it is unless you actually shut out the noise from everybody else, everyone else's dialogue, everyone else's opinion. Take a step back and go inwards and listen. Sit in solitude. Enjoy the, the space within yourself. Become your own best friend. Absolutely. Yeah, and also assess your friendships. Assess the people around you. Are they really your friends? Mm. Do you share the same values? One thing I can encourage people to do is go to Dr. John Demartini's website and do the Demartini value um, determination system. There's 13 questions he asks and it helps you understand your values. And get your, your best friends or your close friends or your partner or your family, get them all to do this value determination system mm. like so that. that you can see how truly you aligned you are with people. Mm. And through this through this value determination system, you'll be able to understand what your values are and then connect your purpose to your values mm. and stop procrastinating because the reason why people procrastinate is because they are placing their priorities on things that are not of high value to them because they don't know what their values are. Learn your values. Then you and can learn boundaries. Your <laughs> oh my God, boundaries! I've had, to, I've learned in my later years what boundaries are, yeah. and bound, and I and I struggled to say no to people in the past. Now I have no problem saying no to people, yeah, yeah. because it's not the end of the world when you say no to somebody. They'll they'll find they'll if they can't find somebody else to help them, I'm, they're gonna have to figure it out themselves. I know you hate you don't hate. I know you don't like the word empowering, but it's very yeah. empowering yeah. using that. To have very strong boundaries in place. It is. It is. It, look, the, the word empowering is is uh, ideally uh, as a good word to use in that context. Yes. Um, but I don't. I don't uh, like using it as a uh, tool to uh, as an adjective for myself or as a noun. Sorry, uh, yes. to describe myself, an empowerer. I, I am not. I I I come across as empowering to others. And I don't want to empower others. I, um, but I can be, I can empower myself. Yeah. I don't want to empower others. So, yeah, boundaries are really important. Boundaries are, especially that this book. I'm telling you, Dr. Nicole Lapera nails it. And if any, if you guys, all of you that are listening, if you're not following her on Instagram, Facebook, oh, fucking I love go her. follow her. Amazing. Oh, isn't she just amazing? She's yeah. otherwise known as the, the holistic psychologist on oh, socials. Incredible. Um, she talks about boundaries and there's one thing that she mentioned which is so true that you know if you are having a conflict with somebody don't just go block them on social media just because you don't want to talk to them mm. 
just it, you you've got to communicate with people that you are having some sort of conflict with and yeah. in that communication you communicate your you boundaries you own it. Yeah, you you say, own I'm being it. triggered right now and this is my trigger. Like, you know, you've got to take accountability for why you're being triggered, right? Yeah. But investigate as to why you've been triggered because it, there is yes. some responsibility on you and a lot of people don't do that. They're quick to blame, quick to point yeah. the finger. Yeah. And we, we, there's, there's a word you just mentioned, which is one of my favourite words, accountability. Yes, I know. And <laughs> one, yeah, uh, yeah. So I believe honestly, that when you are being raw, authentic, true, uh, you don't blame others for anything. You own your shit. Um, no matter how bad it looks, like who gives a fuck if you fucked up? Be, like, be accountable. Own your shit because you remember I had a good, beautiful discussion with, with you and, and your beautiful, beautiful man um, that when you own your shit, when you, are be, when you are being accountable and not defensive, you actually diffuse the situation. Right. You, you disarm the person, the other person, by fighting back with you and arguing back with you. Being accountable, um, it actually helps you uh, raise awareness on some of your behaviours. And for me personally, I've learned how to be accountable uh, which has really truly helped with my healing. Mm. I can't Amazing. deny some of this is my own fuck ups. I'm going to own it because mm -hmm. from that I'll grow and be stronger and more resilient. Yeah. Um, every warrior needs to know when to put their sword down and rest because otherwise you're going to keep yourself in a triggered state and constantly trigger your vagus. Uh, your uh, vagal nerve, sorry, not vagus, vagal nerve. Yeah. Your poor vagal nerve. So when you're, when you're in a highly triggered state all the time, it, you know, your body becomes acidic and um, cortisol is constantly releasing and you, you're, you're just in a stressed body and that's unhealthy and you end up with a, a diseased body out of balance. So yeah. I've, one of the greatest lessons for me uh, out of everything that I've learned in life was to fight for what I want, stand in my truth, stand in my power, but learn how to bring myself, my spirit, my mind, my body back into balance, to rest so that I can be prepared, not for another fight, but prepared for whatever life throws my way because life is happening for me, not mm, to me. So I right. learn everything that's coming my way and I've got to be prepared. I've got to be alert. I've got to be conscious, not cautious. And mm. because if I'm constantly in that state of being cautious, it means I'm being in a very pessimistic and negative and, and highly triggered uh, body. And I don't want to, I'm, I'm not that person. No, you're not. No. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, ba balance, mm. balance. Mm. I understand now that life is completely about balance not about success it's not about buying that house and buying that sexy car and having a million dollars it's actually it's not even about happiness it's actually about balance because you can't always be happy mm -hmm. um you've got to be very real with yourself that there's going to be shit that happens but you've got to learn how to bring your mind and your body back into balance mm -hmm. so what is that is that a peaceful state is that a happy state well whatever it is it's actually back in balance you're neither triggered, you're neither too 
excited. You're, it's, it's just in balance. And so even part of, um, I mean, the warrior fights for what? To bring things back to balance, not to just win and conquer. Because mm. what do you win? What do you do with the thing that you've won? You enjoy it, but you enjoy it in, in a peaceful state. So mm. I'm the peaceful warrior. I, I consider myself a peaceful warrior. I don't, mm. I'm not that aggressive kind of, you know, Mad Max kind of warrior. It's more like the, the picture of what you posted for this, um, this podcast. Yeah. 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 So I'm, uh, I'm so grateful that we had this opportunity to talk oh, about this. So yeah. many great nuggets that have yeah. come through this conversation this evening. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm sure my audience, my listeners are going to get so <laughs> many great, like, yeah, gems throughout this. So I just want to say, why did we fucking wait so long to have this conversation? I know, right? <laughs> no, I don't know. But, you know, I, I, no, I get it. I get timing. it. We waited. No. It was perfect timing. Because we now know each other. We get each other. Yeah. And you, you, it, it's taken uh, for this amount of time for you to fully, fully, fully trust in this yeah. kind of conversation. Because otherwise we could have talked about, we, would, we, we didn't have to bring up personal shit. We could have talked about it on an educational level. Yeah. Um, but to, to truly trust somebody means that you are so open and raw and you're willing to reveal your heart to the world. You've done that with me and I've done that with you in this podcast and I'm not afraid to show my true self. So I'm more than happy if your listeners want to connect with me. Uh, they can yeah. find me on Instagram. They will want to connect with you. Yeah. And look, I know you yeah. have been banned a few times and taken off <laughs> and been in um, social media prison for a while, but I know you are, you're you good at this stage. So I'll put all your details into the show notes so people can connect you. Um, is your website yeah. up and running yet? No, not yet, but it will be. So it, it will be laylamelke.com, but I, um, I currently have, which I'm very active on, my Instagram, Alchemy of the yep. warrior and there's an underscore between each word and yep. then there's my facebook page which i've had since 2006 yeah uh, that's layla, layla melke yeah so if you guys don't see me active for 30 days on facebook it's because <laughs> i'm back <in> <laughs> uh, i wouldn't be who i am if i wasn't put in facebook jail or had several accounts banned on instagram so i look at them as stripes of honor badges of honor <laughs> love it <laughs> oh it was such an honor to have you on oh i can't wait to release this so much gratitude. Ooh, thank you. I can't wait to share it. Oh, yeah. Share it. Although it's, it's funny because most of my um, uh, Instagram brothers and sisters and Facebook brothers and sisters, I don't like calling them followers, um, I, and most of uh, my friends on Facebook and Instagram, they, they know this side of me already. Yeah. Um, so, this, But this will be a nice, refreshing conversation because they don't know you. So it'll be good for them to know you too and yeah. the kind of beautiful best friends that I have in my life. Aww. The Thank quality you. of friendships oh. that I have. Oh, yeah. Yes, and it is quality. Mm, it is. So uh, I bid you a good night. And for all of your listeners, no matter where you are in the world, stand in your truth, my brothers and sisters. There's nothing but rewards in feeling self-empowered by being your true, authentic self. And don't give a fuck about what anybody <laughs> thinks about your authentic self. At the end of the day, you will be happy to be you and be of service to the world. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, gorgeous. No, I love you. I love you. Thank you. And I'll see you again another time. Mm, 
Oh, so much gratitude to my sister Layla to really just, you know, connect with you in this way, in this manner and offer her nuggets of wisdom, her encouragement, her love. I mean, you really can hear that she does have so much love to share and no wonder she's so popular and highly loved and regarded out there in the community. Uh, if you do want to connect with Layla, of course, I'll put all of her details in the show notes. Hopefully her website will be up and running very soon. Ah, oh, and look, you know I love to end. Um, the episode by encouraging the listeners to please jump onto iTunes and leave me a review or a like or share my episodes, share this episode with Leela to anyone you that you feel um, needs to hear it more importantly. You know, there's always so many great messages um, in the conversations that I get to have with my guests and for that I feel so honored I feel very lucky that I'm able to connect with these people in the community and share their love and their wisdom out there yeah mm, on that note I love you take care and um, I will be back very soon Mwah.